Wait, what? Wait, what? Where are we? What's happening? Oh, hey, hey, viewing party listeners. You made it to this podcast. You found us online. Hope you use the hashtag mini pot squad. Wesley and Katie and some cats. Watching movies, eating snacks. We're not sponsored by anybody. We don't even have a Patreon. We're just having fun. Welcome to viewing party. What's a test? Viewing party. Chanting all over your Tatum! Ow! Doing party! It's a lot to have your brother laugh at you in public. It really is. That's like, a very high endorsement. It's kind of a like, oh. <laughs> Older like, brother approved. <laughs> this is funny enough for him. It's funny enough for anyone. <laughs> I mean, well, maybe not anyone. But still, that's like... That is impressive. You know what was, you know what I discovered in a former relationship was like, <laughs> I would rather be told that I'm like mean than told I'm not funny. Oh no. Because mean is something that I'm like, mm, that's a perspective. Mm, I don't know. <laughs> like, we could talk about that. When someone's like, you're not funny, I'm like, <gasps> what? No! <laughs> How Even though you? that's also perspective. Yeah, but I, I, I feel really defensive about, I, consider myself funny yeah so like when i'm not i was talking to my friend at dinner last night and she was saying that she was like you know i knew i was gonna marry my husband because he was the only man who was funnier than me well you know and i was like that is kind of a big feat girlfriend yeah. like that's like i totally understand that i totally understand that so i just gotta find a man who's funnier than me and also a great dad there's a John Legend song about this called <laughs> If You're Out There. Okay. Hey, hey, get off. Stacy, live from a couch. That's a dog. <laughs> we have some puppies visiting us uh, today. Yeah. Actually, technically, we're visiting the puppies. Uh, I'm Katie. I'm Wesley. That's Daisy and Bubbles. And this is Viewing, Viewing Party. Party. We are live from a couch that I'm couch sitting. <laughs> It's less house sitting and more couch sitting. Like I'm really just here to make sure that this couch stays is, put. Yes, uninterrupted couch. Good. Um, so that's pretty exciting. Uh, this is where I nap on this couch. I don't Lately. know that other couch was a pretty nice nap couch oh, too. I know. I know, and it's nice and cold in the basement, mm. so it might be like a great. Maybe I'll just sleep down there for one night, just yeah. like in the cold. It was a little warm last night, but I was so tired that I just like. I had a girls' night out. Yeah. Went out with my mom friends. So mom's night out plus, you know, like two single ladies. <laughs> uh, so it was pretty exciting. Um, nice. And then, uh, and then, bub, uh, Daisy. Okay. Daisy, find it. Take it down. <laughs> Boy, our one oh. fan is going to love so much that her dogs ended up in the podcast. Oh, yes. <laughs> it's like an Easter egg, but even better because it's your own pet. <laughs> Hi, Daisy, sweetie. no, so you're not. Of the the podcast, like, can I pet your dog? Yes, this, this is like a segment we're gonna have now. Yes, can I pet your She's dog? She's trying to get real close. To the answer dog. is yes, <laughs> and this dog has given uh, unending consent to pets, <laughs> like for real. Love she pet request. Let's. You want a parking rack? Sure. I don't 
<laughs> I've been watching any new movies lately. Um, I'm going to go see Deadpool tonight. Yeah. So hopefully I'll be able to recommend that one. Who knows? I've heard good things so far. I have a secret, though. Uh-oh. Every time I see a superhero movie, I realize that I didn't really pay attention to the last superhero movie. <laughs> and I don't really know what's going on. Well... <laughs> And I'm like, oh, was that part of the storyline? I don't remember. I'm like, oh, was this an important plot point in the other movie? Interesting. How forgettable I found that. Um, and I'm always like rediscovering things. And I'm like, oh, no way. And everyone's like, yeah, Katie, of course. <laughs> Iron Man had shrapnel in his chest. And that's why I did a thing. And I'm like, did he? Uh? Well, that one I watched like a hundred times. So I remember that. Right. But like, but like every other one, I'm just like, hmm. So that was a thing. So who's this? <laughs> I like, don't really remember oh, no. anything. So I'm really nervous about going into this next Deadpool movie. Because I remember during Deadpool 1, I only saw it once. And I was really, I was watching the movie. But I was also with, like, my boyfriend at the time. And he was super excited. And I was watching this couple, like, a row or two in front of us who were also very excited. And there were some, like, hands going places oh. during the movie that was exciting for them and like <laughs> fascinating for me um so i was just like kind of uh watching just people some, watching like, instead of movie watching yeah so i don't remember a lot i remember that like ryan gosling is supposed to be ugly no sorry <laughs> wait that is sorry. not the same movie somehow ryan reynolds is not attractive unless he's fully covered in a bodysuit. <laughs> Something about chimichangas. He went down on a girl. And, like, uh, the guy from Silicon Valley is, like, a bartender. Yes. And there's X-Men and some some punch-ins. And they they do a lot of hits. Maybe you should read the Wikipedia page before you <laughs> go see the second one. And I don't really remember what the point of the movie was. He's, like, a mercenary, right? There's a lot happening yeah. in that movie. I don't really remember anything. <laughs> It was like two years ago. Yeah. So I don't really, so we're gonna go see the movie. I don't really just remember anything. Read the bio description. It'll be fine. I'm just like hoping that they, um, you know, did just... it like last time on Deadpool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> last season on Deadpool, and I'm just like, oh, if any, I know that he's sassy. Would, it would be this one. So. Yeah, yeah. I know that he's sassy and stuff. Yeah. Was it enchiladas or chimichangas? Well, now I'm not sure since you've said both of them. I don't know. I think, I don't know what the difference is anyway, so it's not like it makes that big of a difference in the grand scheme of things. But, um, but yeah. Yeah. So. (laughs) Sorry, I don't have a better park and rack. Where are you? Still watching The Handmaid's Tale? Yeah. (sighs) Yeah. The Handmaid's Tale needs to just have, like, we'll just call it The hand. Trigger warning: A Handmaid's Tale. <laughs> yeah, that's it's so show. it's so intense. Are you watching it? No, <sighs> girlfriend. I don't have time for intense things. I just want to watch things that make me happy. It makes me happy that it's so intense. Yeah, no. <laughs> Oof, too much. Oof, this season just got. And at first you were all like, "Oh yeah," and then now you're like, "Oh no," and then you're like, "Oh man," and then you're like, "Oh no." 
So that's where I am. <laughs> I'm sure if you watch, you'll know exactly what the point is. Have you watched anything lately, Wesley? Um, I'm almost finished with Pushing Daisies. I have one <laughs> disc left, and then it's over forever. It's so like four episodes? Yeah. Oh. But in the la- one of the last episodes, one of the guys from the Westworld movie showed up. Which one? Like Chris the- Kattan's dad? No, the guy with the mustache. <gasps> oh, oh, yeah, that wasn't that Chris Kattan's dad. No, that Chris Kattan's dad was the like, uh, the guy who like did maintenance on the park. Oh, I thought he was one of the. No. Oh, I thought he was one of the leads. Nope. <laughs> that whole time, I thought that it's Chris totally Kattan's dad was like the lead role. <laughs> oh my god. No. So the. Uh, that guy with yeah. the mustache. Only yeah. he's like wearing a cowboy hat and stuff again because oh, it's because it's Westworld. Yeah. In pushing daisies. Yeah. Wow, so he really got himself typecast. That was a thing. And I was like, oh hey. No one's gonna get this reference. I met someone. <laughs> I met someone who watched Westworld as a kid. Like was like obsessed with it. And oh, like interesting. loved that movie. And I was like, what? Huh. What kind of a weirdo are you? Is what yeah, I said I to her. Watched <laughs> movies as a kid, so I get it. But like, what? I've never heard of anyone who's been like, "Oh yeah, that movie." But then she was like, "I loved that movie as a kid." And I'm like, "As a kid? <laughs> Are you kidding me? Did That's you insane." Watch any of the royal wedding? I watched. Uh, my dad watch it. Oh yeah. <laughs> my dad. Well, my dad just had knee surgery, so he's stuck. Oh gotcha. So I came downstairs, and he was camped out. It, it looked, so if you didn't know that my dad had surgery, it looked like he was like camped out for the day to right. watch the royal wedding with like, all he had all of his like and food yeah. and he had all of his like things and devices and like, and like blanket, like he was like ready for the day to be yeah. like, I'm going to watch this royal wedding. Yeah. However, <laughs> it was really just, dad just had knee surgery. So he gets yeah. to choose. At the beginning of each day, if he wants to be downstairs or upstairs, and we put him there, and then he's there. Yeah, until someone can, like, help Put him, him somewhere else. Yeah. Uh, that's kind of what my dad's up to lately, so I was just like... So in my mind, I was like, mm, yes, of course my dad's watching the royal wedding in, in the living room. And so I, was, I asked him a question about it, he's like, oh, I mean, I'm just recording it. <laughs> like... You don't have to be up and walk have it on to record it, Dad. Yeah. Which is really, really sweet. But I mean, what else are you going to watch? I watched a little bit of the sermon. I've heard about it. I didn't watch the, the sermon. The sermon was pretty good. Yeah. Like, I was, like, feeling it. I didn't watch it live, but I, like, followed up on all I the was, social was, media stuff. I was giving some amens. Yeah. And then I watched Snapchat or something. It had, like, a... Uh, just like a recap of like, here's the most romantic moments. And like, when he looked at her, when he smiled at her, when she smiled at him, when they held hands, <laughs> when he whispered, you look beautiful. And when he, they looked at each other some more and when they said vows and then they kissed and then <laughs> when like, they held hands again. And I was like, so the wedding is <laughs> the most romantic part of the wedding? Like, yeah. I, wow. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So that's about it. <laughs> yeah. I didn't watch that other one with the other people with the, uh, with the, the formerly hot prince. Who's the other one? William? Will? Yeah, whatever. He <laughs> I was thought hot. you meant like the same day there was another no. wedding on. I was like, Prince William what? was like cute. Kate and William. No, yeah. yes. Prince William was cute when he was a teenager. And then Harry grew up and like, mm, took, he just like, he's taking the throne. <laughs> throne of hotness over there. 
oh my lord, oh my lord, everyone's like, oh, Meghan Markle's gonna be a princess, and I'm like, but have you seen her husband? He's so hot, and he's got like a, yes, bravo, cheerio, cheerio. That's how I feel about it. So no, I didn't really watch the royal wedding. I don't really care. I just about like it. watched the whatever highlight Kensington middle? royal put on Instagram. Oh, cool. Because I follow What's that? the like palace on Instagram. <laughs> because I do that. Yeah, and I loved everybody else's like business pages. They were just like congratulations to that. And I'm like, you don't know them. You weren't My invited. Was like the hats are the best part. Yeah, though. hands the down. The Chicago newspaper posted like. Local graduate marries British guy, which I thought Excellent. was funny. Oh, that's so good. Yeah, but stuff like that, that's just like, everyone's like, she gonna be a princess and she gonna be a duchess. Check out this really it's great get weird. photo someone took, though. Oh, Isn't that gorgeous? That is so beautiful. I guess the photographer was like over top of like... It was a drone. The bridge before, as they drove out and got a picture from above. Uh, it's really lovely. It's just so, look at his little, little, little gloves. He looks like he's going to dance. He's about to dance. He did some hand dancing here. <laughs> I mean, yeah. She looked, I mean, she's so cute. She's got like a cute face. She is. And her mom was lovely. Her mom was crying. I was tearing up watching her mom cry. Her mom I was like, ooh, cute. girl. Ooh, girl. Yeah, it was pretty exciting. The whole thing was really great. Was uh, nice. The, you know, the queen was wearing like some lime green she was get like up. Pistachio, ooh. my mom said. Ooh. Ooh, it was so serious. That was like, I did not see that happening. I was like, how did... I thought it was really what? interesting. Somebody was talking about how, like, they thought it was really lovely that they gave, like, Megan's family traditions and, like, mm-hmm. faith traditions as much weight as mm-hmm. Harry's. Yes. So, like, they had an Episcopalian preacher and, like, mm-hmm. a full black choir and, mm-hmm. like, all this stuff. And it was really, I thought that was fun. I thought it was, that just made me so happy. I was like, good, yeah. I mean, they're combining a lot of things. Yeah. Like, he's marrying an American woman who is also, biracial is such an outdated term, but right. this is what we're going to use, I yeah. guess. It's not the term that I want, but it's the term that I have right now. And so you're mixing a lot of cultures together mm-hmm with the stigma of you are now royals and so you must operate under this like strict code yeah. of code of whatever um but that i like that but harry's also been like the rebellious prince mm-hmm. from i mean from what the tabloids have told me yeah i remember that one time wasn't he in vegas and there was something weird with strippers yeah, and like just i mean i would have loved to have been there but stuff. Yeah. <laughs> just like whatever young 20 things happen he just happens to be a prince and so it was very public and it was a whole thing and so he was always like sort of like the rebellious kind of you know wild one that's at least the narrative that they want me to buy into and i guess i have so i if anyone of them was going to be the one who would be like no we're gonna like the system like to like blend some things and to yeah like he would he would be the one to do it and i think it's i just think it's cool I'm just, you know, I love love, and I love it when people fall into it. <laughs> <laughs> Who's weird so nice southern... such a weird voice. Just <laughs> <laughs> like weird southern uncle did I just become. I love love, and I love it when people fall into it. Um, yeah, that dress was so simple. It was really nice. It was so pretty. Did you okay. hear the thing about the veil? 
No. She wanted to incorporate all of the different commonwealths that mm. they are part of. Wow. So the veil was designed with a flower to represent each of the different ones. And they all come together in, like, a nice big bouquet. That's so cool. Is that really oh. just, like, nice? Wow. Meghan Markle. Yeah. What a marvel. <laughs> <laughs> An American marvel. Uh, <laughs> Captain Marvel. That's coming up. So, you want to talk about this movie? Yeah. Speaking we w- of romance. <laughs> we actually watched a movie today, guys. We did. We for didn't. our theme. For our theme. Oh. <laughs> you guys ready for our theme? In case you missed it, it's Marathon May. <laughs> this, each May, we have a marathon of some By kind each, of... We mean this is the second, so... Uh, each May, so far. Yes. <laughs> last and this, so t- this is the second time that we've done this. Anyways, in May, we pick something and we marathon it. Yep. And so this month, we have been marathoning... Time travel romance. Yes, that's the one. <laughs> whatever, whatever we're doing. Yep. It's such a weird genre, and there's so many things that fall into this. It's so, it's so yes. strange. Every week we're like, oh, there's more. Like you found even more. <laughs> I know. Well, I go- just googled time travel romance just to see oh, what would come up, and there Lord. were some things that I'd like never even heard of. I mean, Doctor Who is a time travel romance. You know that whole first season. Yeah. First and second and whatever season. Yeah, I did Woof. find some, like, weird ones, though. Yeah, man, it goes crazy. It's very serious. Uh, no, I guess it's that whole second season. Yeah. Yeah. whole second and third. Yeah. With, uh... That's all the farther I ever got, so... It's, it's so sad. It hurts me. Um, so yeah, so this week we watched Kate and Leopold. Yes. Which I hadn't seen since middle school. I hadn't seen it since, like, it was on pay-per-view when it yeah. came on DVD. Wait, pay-per-view you watched it on pay-per-view i think that i feel like i owned the dvd at one point I or the vhs did, but we can't find it yeah. so i'm pretty sure we just like rented it know. from dish network or maybe my friends owned it but i watched it several times growing up and i loved this movie so much this was also i think this was a lot of young women's introduction to hugh jackman yeah, it was 2001, so... Oh, wow. Yeah. Didn't, um... When did X-Men come out, though? Because it was, checking. like, around that time. Yeah. Well... That... Yeah, it was around yeah. the same time. So Let's it's got see. Hugh Jackman. We're going to find out about him in a moment. It's got Meg Ryan. It's got Liev Schreiber. It's got a dude with a bad haircut. That was, uh... Breckenmeyer. Yeah. He's in... I, I know his face, um, but... The only other thing I can remember him being in is... Scream. Uh, Can't Hardly Wait with the house party with... um. Well, we'll have to watch that sometime. It's <laughs> yeah, kind of like every Sorry. 90s actor. She was it. looking at me like, like <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, and I'm just shaking my head like, nope. So in nope. this particular movie, <laughs> he's in a band with the guy who played Turk on... Um, Scrubs. Scrubs. And their band is called... Love Burger with an umlaut. <laughs> uh, but the part, th- the funny part is you never hear them play during the entire house party I'm so movie. Mad. It's great. It's so ridiculous. Okay, so... Love Burger. Yes. X-Men came out in 2000 and then this came out in 2001. So this was very early 
uh, what's his face? X-Men came out when? 2000. Oh, okay, yeah. Okay, so, yes. Hugh Jackman was, like, yeah. freshly Wolverined. <laughs> he was, I mean, he was he, hot He stuff. played a character on Oklahoma, the TV movie. In yeah, did you never see that? No. Oh, 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 well. I didn't know he did that. Oh, girl. He, I had that ringtone. Oh, I'm going to have to look that up later. Yeah, it's going to be good. So anyway, so Hugh Jackman is freshly Wolverine, and now he's showing up in Kate and Leopold, and we're all like, what? And this is only, I'm, it's kind of amazing. This is, what, four, three, four years after You've Got Mail comes out? That was 97 or 98. I think it was 97. Yeah. So it's only a few years after that, but like, it's just this new, so she's. Yeah, it was 98. So she's still riding the America's sweetheart kind of train. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. she's on her way out there. Basic premise. There's time travel. Spoiler alert. I mean, that's pretty obvious. <laughs> Hugh Jackman is Leopold. Meg Ryan is Kate. I can remember their names because it's also the title <laughs> of the movie. For once <laughs> in my life, I found someone who needs me. Um... <laughs> I okay, so Leopold is living in eighteen seventy six and he's like a Duke of Es Essex? Sussex? Sussex? Sussex. I think it Where, doesn't matter. Wherever that is. He's a Duke. His parents are dead. And he's pretty much got no money left. He's, yeah. And his uncle is all like, You need to Come to America. Come to America and marry an American woman who got money so you can like live happily ever after. And he's like, no, I don't really care about that. Women are not interesting. Like, no woman is interesting, and I want to be an inventor, so get off my back. And he's like, basically, I'm disowning you, and you better pick a bride by tonight. Tonight at this party. And he's like, whatevs. So Leopold's out dancing. He sees Leif Schreiber, and... Yeah, well, he's also, he's seen him before during that day. Like, he's seen him a couple of times. Right, so he sees this suspicious dude running around... And uh, he sees Leif Schreiber at his party uh, looking all suspicious and stuff. And regardless of suspicion, if I saw Leif Schreiber at a party, I would also go investigate and figure out what on earth was going on and why are you at my party, dude? <laughs> so uh, they start talking and I don't know what Leif does. Leif, I think he steals something. I don't know. He just he like takes off. He catches him like in his house and he's ch- like so he has around. this like tiny camera yeah. he's taking pictures with and... Leopold's like, what is this craziness? What's going like, on? What is this weird contraption that he has? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, Leif Schreiber's character takes off, starts running, and then Leopold is like, okay, okay I'm a chase. You. <laughs> and so, they like chase each other, and uh, Leif is about to like, the Brooklyn Bridge is under construction, right? Yeah. Like, it's still, they, it's being built. They've just started it, yeah. Yeah, they've like just, you know, they're building the bridge. And so, Leif is about to, like, jump off it, and Leopold is all like, nah, nah, bro. Uh, I mean, no, bro. <laughs> I mean, no. what kind of accent was that? No uh, bruv. And so, yeah. <laughs> and so uh, they jump off the bridge together, and... They fall off. They fa- Sorry, yeah. they fall off the construction site without hard hats on. And um, wake up in current day. Well, 2001. And they wake up in, you know, what was at the po- at that moment, current day America. And we find out that, like, 
uh, Meg Ryan and Liev Schreiber used to date, and they're neighbors. Like, she lives in the apartment under him. Mm -hmm. So they, like, crawled through each other's windows through the fire escapes. Yeah. Which, this was kind of the first movie that, like, introduced me to this concept of, like, fire escapes and neighbors and, like, you know, being able to just, like, crawl up into each other's house. And I thought it was a really cool premise, but Mm -hmm. then I was also, like... Isn't New York not safe? And why are your windows just unlocked all of the time? Yeah. And y'all can just, like, hop up in each other's movie. things. <laughs> like, I don't know. This happens in a lot of other movies yeah. where people can just sort of, like, hang out in each other's windows. And I think that's freaky. Yeah. And fun. So it's totally my speed. <laughs> Um, <laughs> it's a little bit of a nod. They have like a whole thing about like a neighbor who listens to Breakfast, Breakfast at Tiffany. Tiffany's soundtrack. Yeah. And that's a thing they do in that movie. Yes. And like she sits on the, on the fire escape and sings that song that yeah. they play all the time. So yeah. like, it's one of those like, it's New York and we're going to reference famous things. It's New York. Anyways. So you find out that Leif Schreiber and Meg Ryan's character, Kate, what is Leif's name? Stuart. Stuart. Okay. Stuart and Kate, because Leib and Leo sound way too from Yeah, like, that's too much. I was like, this is going to be a lot. Stuart and Leopold. <laughs> Stuart and Leopold. Uh, Kate and Stuart used to date. They broke up. Super unhappy about it. She, like, pops down, or she, like, pops up in his window because she hears, like, some rustling around, thinks that he's, like, about to have sex with a girl, but in reality, he's just removing Leopold's clothing. <laughs> about it and so she she's like, like what in the world is going on they have a fight and you, you figure out through the fight like he's explained he's she's like tell me on what on earth is going on and he's like i went in the past and i have a duke in my house and he invented an elevator and she's like why would you lie to me and he's like fine i picked up a hitchhiker or whatever like are you happy and uh. so they have a fight it's not great Next morning, Leo wakes up and he was like, where am I, you scoundrel? And uh, he also has like a cool accent. And uh, Stuart's all like, yo, you got to trust me. You're in the future. I know it's weird. Hold on. I got to take my dog out. And then uh, he takes his dog out and falls in an elevator shaft. And so Kate's like, whatever. Kate pops in to get her Palm Pilot back because she is Palm the Pilot. Most, like, She's pretty obnoxious. Ex-girlfriend. Heroine. She lives downstairs, calls him at 1 a.m. because he's noisy and wants her Palm Pilot back. And you're just like, what are you talking Well, that was her excuse to talk to him. Exactly. You know she left it at his place on purpose so she would have leverage to speak to him later. Of course. Wesley, this is what we do. She also has the remote for his dog's shot collar, Yeah, that's a weird thing also, which is kind of funny and very strange. Like, what kind of a terrible ex-girlfriend are you? Ah, sounds like me. (laughs) So... (laughs) However, I wouldn't put up with sexual harassment at work, but in 2001, maybe I would have. We'll never know. (laughs) Thank goodness. We'll never be able to find out. I'm thrilled. Uh, And so, essentially, Kate... Okay, so Stuart falls down an elevator shaft, goes in the hospital. Eventually, they put him in a mental hospital because they're like, because he's talking about the space-time continuum and he needs to go home right now. And And they're they're like, like, you're crazy. You need to calm down. You broke your leg, bub. Like, so essentially, chill out. so he's pretty Leo's out of commission. Stuck for a week, and yes. he doesn't really know what to do. So he's hanging out with Kate, and Kate's actor brother comes back into town. Lots of adventures happen. Uh, she, you know, like he, like Leopold goes to like 
a club and hangs out with people in the future. And it's not that weird and clubby, which is great. And uh, he, like, gets, like, a... He, like, auditions for a thing for Kate, for... She's in some creamy like, butter executive who yeah. works at some big fancy company under um, sleaze bag. Yeah, JJ, the guy from The West Wing. Ugh, he's so gross. Um, he's super gross. Bradley Whitford, who plays like a sleazy person. This yeah, just like a sleazy CEO sleazy or whatever. boss, uh, like president of something or other. Yeah. So, um, and she's trying to impress him because she's, she's trying to like get get a promotion, a promotion and get his position basically. Yeah. She's trying to be the new VP. So she's trying to like really do good at job, knock this commercial, do good at job. (laughs) She's trying to, she's just trying to do good at job (laughs) and like get this like ad for farmer's bounty margarine yes, or creamery butter. Uh, and so it's like a whole, it's a whole thing. It's a whole thing. So I don't know. There's just, like, lots of little adventures that happen along the way. They fall in love because he's a good Hugh person. Jackman from the past meets a, meets a woman who's just as, like, uh, just as a little bit, like, rebellious as he is. Like, he doesn't want, like, to take a wife. He talks about, like, one time he, like, courted a librarian. Like, yeah. you know, like, other career women. And she's like, oh, wow, cool, <laughs> a librarian. <laughs> Although, Fancy. In the, like, back in, in that time, like, that was a career woman. Oh, wow. Yes, a career woman. So he's, you know, intrigued by the whole idea. Yeah. He eventually falls for her because she's, like, sassy and exciting and, like, not fawning after him for any reason and, mm-hmm. you know, all those sorts of things. And he's trying to be a gentleman. He also tells her boss off because he's being a real creep. Yeah. Her boss, JJ, takes her out to dinner and she... I was so proud of her because she's like, so I thought we were, when you asked me to dinner, we'd be talking about the merger and about a promotion and dinner's winding down and we haven't even come close to talking about what I thought we would be talking about. Yeah. So. Yeah. And he's avoiding the topic left and right and left and right. And she's like trying to talk about work mm-hmm. and he's talking about all these other things and inviting her out to operas and like, you should come see me in London. And she's like. She's like, cool, you said something about me being the head honcho and I need you to clarify that. And he's like, do you like this? And she's like, she's trying to get really clear. At that point, Leopold and her brother pop in. They've been having a little bit to drink. And Leopold is just like, uh, you are like, calls the dude out on all of his cheesy lies. Oh, he like, the line about, um, um, Oh, I, would, I wonder if it's in the IMDb. It was so good. Because it was so great about, um, oh, it's the very first one. Some feel that to court a woman in one's employ is nothing more than a serpentine effort to transform a lady into a whore. Oh. And they just, like, leave it there. <laughs> leave it there. He also, uh, like... The, her boss, JJ, is trying to talk about the opera and stuff. He's like, oh, yeah, I love this. He's like, oh, yeah, the, I've seen this opera 12 times. It's how I learned French. And she's like, you speak French? And he's like, fluently. So then, <laughs> like, Leopold just, like, says something in French. And she's like, what did he say? And he's like, uh, trying to, like, think about it. 
Leopold tells her something about like pretty is moonlight this, on is your this face. First line. Oh, it's the from first the opera line. That the guy says that he has seen twelve times. And yeah. Then he's like, by the way, it's usually in Italian. Like <laughs> he's like this. He's like it. While it takes place in France, it is rarely in French because it was written in Italian. <laughs> And he said he said a line about like this man who speaks less French than I do, if that's possible. Because <laughs> apparently, being so, like, partially fluent, so he is, like, like frowned upon in ancient, not ancient, but his original time period. Yeah, no, not even that, not even that. But he just like called him out as like I barely know any French <laughs> at all, but I know this one thing from this famous opera, and you couldn't even figure that out. So clearly. You don't speak, like, it was one of those, like, I know, like, it was as if, if someone were to ask me to speak German, and I could say, ich habe eine Katze und meine Hose, someone would be like, oh, oh no, she really does speak German, and I'm like, uh, I just said I have a cat in my pants, and that's all I know how to say. Like, it would be the equivalent of me, like, whipping that out to prove someone wrong, and then yeah. be like, by the way, I don't know anything, so I just proved you know nothing. Yeah. Like that, like, I called you out in your lie, is essentially what he was doing there, which was so great, and then he realized, like, I was kind of an asshat, because that's your boss, and you just got in trouble, and so it's a whole thing. Um, we'll come back to that topic unless we want to land there about like, keep going. Okay. So adventures ensue. That dinner was great. Leopold apologizes for being, he writes an apology letter. Oh, he cuts up feathers to make a feather pen and he empties out all of the ink from the pens in the house to make an inkwell and he hand writes her a letter with like a quill. And then he seals it with his like signet ring with some wax. With some Who knows wax where he that found he, it. he like, well, it was just like he was melting a red can, like he just had a candle. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was so good. Yeah, he had his signet ring the on the whole time. The best part of that was her assistant finds it in her bag, drafts a like response, handwritten. also in handwritten in cursive, and then it's like, it's okay, we can fax it to it. <laughs> <laughs> 2001 so good oh and her assistant is from orange is the new black oh really Mm -hmm. that's why i was freaking out when i saw her that's nikki from uh orange is the new black i loved that uh christian shawl was the uh yes the woman he was considering marrying in the past Yeah, that was pretty sad and sad i hate that she's always cast as like the plain dopey girl but whatever but you know she's so cute weird stuff happened in 2001 like time travel. Yep. And, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. So Kate and Leopold fall in love. They spend a great weekend together. He's think he like has a whole rooftop dinner and he's thinking about proposing and then they get to filming the commercial for the mm-hmm. margarine thing. And he's like, this is disgusting and I can't put my name on this. And she, she, he's, they have this really great discussion that at first I was like, I don't, I was like, I remember liking the conversation when I was very young, but as an adult, I was like, I don't know if I'm going to like the, I don't know if I'm going to like that argument. I don't know how I'm going to feel about it. And he was just like, when, when you're faced with something that you're morally against, you like, you step out, like you don't do it. And she's like, no, sometimes you have to do things you don't want to in order to get ahead. And he's like, no, I like, that doesn't make any sense. And she was like, she was like, I work so hard and I just want to break mm-hmm. and I am willing to peddle some pond scum to people and suck it up if it means that I can take a break at some point. If it means that I can get myself to the place where I can chill for a minute. <laughs> 
and like stop hustling all this nonsense and start doing things I actually care about. Mm-hmm. And that shut him up. He was like, okay, like I understand. Like, I, I guess I get it. So he like did the thing and they, she decided they weren't in love anymore or that it wasn't going to work out and all this. So by some weird, uh, strain of events, uh, <laughs> Stuart gets out of the mental hospital. Yes. He escapes barely. And, um, he escapes and he makes back. it back to the apartment, yeah. gets his photos developed that he took while he was in nine, 18, 1876. Yeah. And, they, and they realize that Kate well, is before, in some of the photos. Before they realize the photos... He goes back oh, yes. and takes Leopold and returns him to his own time. That's right. Because like, he realizes... Like, you can't stay stuff here. Stuff can't, like... What you pointed out that I had totally forgotten was oh, a thing. Yeah, yeah, All yeah. the elevators stop working... Yes. ...when Leopold is in this in current time because yeah. he hasn't invented the elevators, elevators yet. yet. And if he stays in this timeline, he will never invent elevators. Right. So somehow so they, like, quit working. So he has to go back, and if... So by sending him to the, like, time shift, rip, whatever it is. On the Brooklyn Bridge. At the Brooklyn Bridge. He sends him back to the same day that he took him from. Yes. However that works. Yeah. And then after that is when Charlie comes down and is looking at the photos Mm -hmm. that um, Stuart has gotten developed. And he's like, wait a second. Kate is in one of these photos. Yeah. That means that she needs to go there. Yeah. Because she is in the past, but it hasn't happened yet. Yeah. Because time just, travel. Because time. <laughs> so they go to this fancy event where she's being announced as the new vice president. Which just senior happens vice president. to be in the house that in, it, Leopold's yes. uncle owns that he's living in yes, currently. Yes, his old home. So, so she's, she's like, oh, yeah. she's thinking about him having real hard. Having all these weird flashbacks to being there with him like she's a week having before. all these feels and stuff. Yeah. So, uh, they show, so Stuart and her brother Charlie show up and they're like, listen, and she's just like, gotta I can't go. right now. They're announcing this, like, yeah. leave me alone. And, they, and they're like, like show no. the pictures over to her. So she sees the photos, realizes in the middle of a speech, like, I gotta go. Yeah. Like, I need to go be with this person. This is what I've actually wanted. I gotta take off. So, uh, she jumps off a bridge <laughs> Ends up back in time in 1876. Yeah. He announces that they're engaged in front of everybody and they make out for a second and then remember that they're in 1876 and they can't just be making out. <laughs> uh, and then uh, they live happily ever after. Yep. The end. The end. So let's talk about the Me Too movement. <laughs> what? Don't make no, that face ahead. at me. Uh, little did I know... Because I totally forgot the weird plot point of having a sleazy boss. This movie is all about Time's Up. <laughs> like, that's what it's about. This boss is straight up trying to get in her At one point he pants. says, like, you're so flustered. You haven't even kissed me yet. And she's just like, uh, what? What? <laughs> like, it is so gross. It's so I've been blatant. in converse. I have been in conversations like that with men. And I'm just like... The enti- it's like they spend the entire conversation trying to get you to talk about them physically yeah, or, or comment on it so that it opens up the door for them to continue talking to you about your bodies. Like 
it is the grossest thing to be involved in when you don't want to be involved in it. When you're like, I'm flirting with a person on purpose. That's like a different thing because you're both in the, you're both going in the same direction. Yeah. You have the same intentions and like, it's a fun, you know, we're like word travel journey that like happens where you're like, Oh, we're flirting with each other. And so like, this is fun and it becomes fun and witty instead of like really gross and manipulative and creepy AF Wesley. It is so bad. So watching, but they wrote him so well though. Mm -hmm. I did not realize how well that character was written and I didn't realize how I didn't, I just didn't see it. Well, this film also came out when I was 11. So there's no yeah. way that I could have like gotten all, a freshman in high school. all of this like higher level stuff. I just was yeah, like. Yeah, there's a lot of like nuance that I did not right? remember. I just remember I basically was just like, oh, he's taking her to dinner. And so Leo must be jealous. Right. Like that. Because like, I don't know. a child. Right. Because I'm a child and I don't understand nuance yet. So I'm just like watching this movie as an adult. And I'm like, ew, I've been here before where. Like, men will try to do this. And I've, not to say that I haven't tried to do this with people also, typically I'm not their boss. <laughs> Attempting to have this, like, gross sexual conversation. Uh, that's usually, that's not typically how that goes. Uh, but for him, apparently it is. And so he just get like, watching him get called out for that in, at dinner and seeing that Leo caught on so quickly. Like, he saw him for seconds and was like, no, his ten- his intentions yeah. are clear. Like yeah, he understood, he which is interesting because it showed how much women are just used to that happening in the yes, workplace. That we're like, oh well, it might it's just, just be like whatever. How it hap- what happens? But mm-hmm. it was also interesting that after, like, she kept trying to change the subject, and then Leopold called him out on all that stuff. Mm-hmm. That like she apologized. She Did you apolo- catch that? She apologized for the interruption of yes. her friends coming in. And then, but he still gave her the promotion. Yes. Which I thought was really interesting. I like didn't see he that didn't coming. He punish her for it. Which, and I feel like in a lot of movies, it would have oh. been like, the woman turned him down. You're not getting the promotion now. But that's mm-hmm. not what happened, which I thought was a yeah. interesting. It was heading that way. It was heading that way. Like, the next day, their interaction, yeah. he was very curt with her. Yeah. And I was like, oh, no. We're going to do this, aren't we? Like, yeah. this is where we're going to take it. Somehow, she still got the promotion. Oh, and he also had that really disgusting conversation about how he, she's like a man. Oh, yeah. That was weird. And how, but, like, she's like a woman, but she's not really one of them. But she's more like a man who understands women. It was and like, you think like a man, but you understand women. You're special. And you're just like, you're, you're just like, special. Mm. And she's sitting here like, what in the world is he <laughs> saying to me right now? Because she's, she's hearing what we're hearing, which is as a, because she's clearly like, you know, a 30 year old woman or 30 something yeah. in like a professional field who's like listening to her boss tell her this and is yeah. like, I have to put up with this, don't I? Like, this mm-hmm. is something, this is a conversation that I have to sit through in order to get this promotion. To, yeah. like, hear him sexistly hint at my job performance and how special I may or may not be. And just, like, to suffer through that yeah. is so, it was so gross to listen to. And it'd be like, so basically, if she was less like a man, she wouldn't get the job? 
Yeah. Or if she was more like a woman, I what he decides is a woman or a man, then she wouldn't get the job. Like, it was so gross. Yeah. <laughs> it was so nasty. But what was re- really refreshing, though, on the opposite end of the scale, was the moment when she was with Leopold when they were having dinner. Mm. Remember commenting on this? So, yeah. like, um, she's just super fed up because she thinks he's faking it. And her brother is just going along with it. Mm. And her brother mm-hmm. invites him to dinner at their place. And first of all, he's cutting up his tater tots in little pieces and eating them with a fork, which is great. <laughs> because Europe. Because fancy. So, but she just gets mad and tells him to leave. She's oh, just like, yes. I can't do this anymore. Just go. Just go away. And he's like, sorry if I offended you. And like, just gets leaves. up and leaves. And we were like, wow. A man who <laughs> listens. Like. Who was like, Yes. Like, this woman does not want me in her presence. I I'm going to respect that and I leave. just leave. And we were all like... Such an opposite of... Ari from The Bachelor? I was going to say her <laughs> gross boss, but yes. From gross boss, Ari from The Bachelor, who's like, I'm going to leave now. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to leave. Can we talk, though? Are you sure you don't... Can I just have two minutes? And she's like, no, get out. No, quit talking to me. And he's like, what? I want to. She's like, yeah, but I don't want to, but I want to. Oh, he's so <laughs> disgusting. What a pervasive little twat. Um, <laughs> yeah, but it was interesting that we were both, we were just like, oh, oh, we probably shouldn't be this surprised at how <laughs> we courteous were both he's like, being. We were both like, oh, whoa, he just <laughs> listened without a word. And he didn't argue. He yeah. didn't say, but I didn't intend but I, for that. But that's not what I that's meant. That's not what I meant. Yes, and he did this multiple times where like he under like he took her no and said and said yes to her no and was like, I understand. Yeah. Like he like she uh oh, after he called out gross boss at dinner, she came home later and he was like, I would love to have a word and she just says no and walks away and he's like, Okay. Like she's not ready to speak to me. Yeah. And so and that's when he writes the apology, the apology letter, letter and invites her right. to a apology dinner. Yes. Yeah. Which is great. Which is a great way to be like, I am sorry. I acted, I, I made a fool out of myself. It was about my pride. I would like to make it up to you if you would like. Let me know. Yeah. <laughs> like this time. And he, and he planned it. That's the thing, Wesley. Dudes are always like, oh, I mean, I can like, uh, if, uh, how can I make it up to you? And I'm like, you figure it out. You're the one who has to make it up to me. Like, it's yes. not my job this for you to apologize. Like it's have... not my job to decide how you should apologize to yeah. me. We you should figure it out. Employee Appreciation Week in our office. Gross. And they wanted the employees to plan what the appreciation events were, and we were like, that no. defeats the purpose. No, because then we're doing a lot of work. Also, if you're, like, no, that's not how no. that works. No, <laughs> no, you're supposed to appreciate me, so, like, You decide what that looks like. Yeah, and then I'll <laughs> complain about it, and you do better next time. <laughs> like, it was just, fine. like, the silliest thing. We were like, if we have to plan our own appreciation, then it's not then appreciation. I, yeah, no, that's it's just, just work. throwing a party for ourselves. Like, which is not like, the worst it, thing, but... No, but it's not... A, it's, I don't feel very appreciated by that. <laughs> yeah, uh, we don't really do that anymore, which is fine. kind of funny. But it was really just sad. like, what? No. Can you guys plan your own... No. No thanks, I'm good. <laughs> I mean, I, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, anyway. All, all sorts of comments on that. Um, yeah, man. What were we even talking about? <laughs> we 
hooked up on the, a boy appreciation. The uh, thank you dinner. Oh, the thank you dinner. And like, yeah, he had a plan. He was like, this is what I have planned. Yeah. And he was very clear about it. He wasn't cryptic. He was like, I would like an apology dinner on the rooftop at this time. Yeah. It was clear. She knew what she was getting herself into. He asked if she wanted to dance. I also like that she was about to like clean her own plate. And I was just like, girlfriend, why are you trying to... That that was the one one of the few things she did that I couldn't see myself doing is being like, someone made me a nice dinner. I'm going to clean it up. I would have been like, well, thanks. <laughs> Guess you're doing the dishes too because that's part of the apology dinner is that I don't do my own dishes at my own apology dinner. It's very true. It was very, it, it was very funny and very her character to be like, Oh, I'm just going to clean up. Yeah. Like I just like, I got to take care of stuff. Like I just have to get things done. So this is a thing that needs done. So I'm just going to do it. And he's like, what are you doing? Yeah. She's like about to leave with her plate. He's like, what are you doing? <laughs> um, but yeah, they like, Oh, so there's all that, all of that disgusting, disgusting things in the workplace. And I think that this laid it out really nicely in a way that I was like, oh, this can show like the blatant subtlety <laughs> of like sexual harassment in the workplace mm-hmm. and uh, addresses the Time's Up movement way ahead of its time. And, uh, and it also, because it came out in middle school, I only remembered like three things about this movie. One was there's some time travel involved. Hugh Jackman. Two, the butter commercial. <laughs> I didn't. I did not remember the line about uh, the luxury of your waistline. <laughs> which, wow, <laughs> my waistline is luxurious, <laughs> and I stand by that. And the third thing I remember is that there is a scene where he puts her to bed. And they fall asleep together and they're totally clothed and nothing happens except just like sleeping. And I remember in middle school being like, I've never seen anything like this before. Mm -hmm. Just like a gentleman. And I think it was really important and really, this movie was impactful for me for that scene only. Yeah. Because it's just like, there's no, there's no sex scene in this whole movie. This is rated PG, which like. What? Yeah, it's. I was thinking about that. A when PG you're watching rom com. Like, this is very much a like middle school sleepover kind of. Yes, you're just like, oh wow, a chivalrous man from the past. Also, it's Hugh Jackman. <laughs> <laughs> oh wow! And then, but like, she's sleepy because she works really hard all of the time, and so they stayed up talking. And he puts it was her past to bed. Midnight. Yeah, it was past midnight. He put her to bed, and he was he was leaving. Like he was not. I'm gonna stay and she was like wait just stay here and I like and they just played it so wonderfully that he sits on the edge of the bed he thinks about it for a moment and then he takes his shoes off and he just lays next to her and they're both fully clothed and nothing happens Mm -hmm. and they fall in love that way Mm -hmm. they don't like we had sex because we were in love and now we have to be together because the sex was so amazing it was just like no they super like each other mm-hmm. clothes on, <laughs> which is great. Yeah. Like enough, like there was an enough of a connection and enough of a rapport and enough of a like whatever between each other for her to like go back in time and be like, okay. <laughs> yeah. For him to be like, I understand 
that I need to go do what I need to take care of. And she's like, I understand that if I stay here, I can do this. And if I go there, I can, like, be happy with someone else in a totally different realm. Even though she just got, like, the whole promotion. She got everything she wanted. And she was like, well, I can have all this. Or... She basically... She said in, like, her speech, like, she realized that what she wanted wasn't really what she wanted. Yeah. Like, she got the thing and was like, she got the promotion, she got the job title, and she got, you know what I mean? Like, she Mm -hmm. literally has the things that she wants, and she's like, but I'm not gonna be happy. Yeah. And I was able to, like, be happy around this person. Yeah. She said something like, she she found someone who showed her what she really wanted and didn't know she wanted. Mm -hmm. There was a lot of wants, and I can't remember exactly what she said. And it was kind of funny and tricky, and... (laughs) And he just, like, well, she said that she found someone who, it was, like, someone who could understand what she wanted without having to ask, and it's, like, he could just listen to her thoughts. Mm-hmm. She was, like, oh, that's what I want. Oh, and her brother says the sweetest thing, that he's just, like, she ends up with a lot of people who don't pull their weight, like me. Yeah. And, like, I don't want her to end up, like, you know, that's not what I want for her again. Yeah. And so he understands as a man, like, as the gentleman who's attempting to, like, court this woman, like, I have, like, I have to be, like, my word and above. <laughs> like, I have to be in so much integrity with this woman at all times because she'll know it and she'll call it immediately. And so together they, like, step up, e- they were a co- they were two people who, like, step up each other's games because she introduced him to the harsh reality of, like, you got to do things you don't want to do, man. Like, you got to suck it up. Mm-hmm. like you have to work hard to get where you get yeah and he brought to the attention of like but what you're doing is super out of integrity and it's not what you really believe in so mm-hmm. why are you still doing it and they were able to like challenge each other and elevate each other as people and professional and as and as creatives and i think that like their couple dynamic works even if it like even if she's like abrasive and explosive and even if he's like super pious about things mm-hmm. like they work together. It's a little Pride and Prejudice-y. A little bit, yeah. Just a widow. Just a wee bit. Yeah. But it's good. It's so sweet. But I loved that it was so important for me as a young woman to see that, like, you don't have to have sex with a person to fall in love with them. Mm-hmm. And you can, like, have a really wholesome, pure attraction to each other without, like, succumbing to passion (laughs) yeah and be like oh i must take my clothes off now like that doesn't have to be the way that it goes and you could be a good partner without that and like i thought i just that just made me really happy made me really happy it was something really important for me to witness as a young woman and it stuck with me that's the one scene that i remember is the creamery Mm. butter and him being (laughs) like oh this was disgusting and walking out and then him also just like just holding her while she slept yeah Cause she's a sleepy baby because she works real hard. <laughs> and I was like, girlfriend, that's me. I don't have a weird apartment where I can sneak into my ex's apartments, <laughs> which is for the best. <laughs> if, you know, if I had to guess, I would say. <laughs> I didn't guess. I think it's uh, for everyone in everyone's best interest that I don't have that accessibility. I don't need a fire escape to everyone's room. Yeah, that sounds dangerous. Maybe just yours. Okay. Oh, wouldn't that be cool? Oh my gosh, what if we were neighbors and then we just had a fire escape and then we could just pop over whenever we wanted? That'd be fun. You would be so annoyed with me. I'd be like your Steve Urkel. <laughs> 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 what is what was his catchphrase? I don't remember. I don't know. I'd probably just walk in with suspenders intentionally and say <laughs> whatever. <laughs> 
did I do that? Like, I would just do that. <laughs> and you would probably never come over. <laughs> it would really just be me coming to your place and you'd never come over to my place. Like, oh, yeah, I, yeah, I just thought I'd be over here. <laughs> That's probably Like, I know true. I'll see you at some point because you'll come here, so why would I go over there? <laughs> Yeah, that's probably pretty accurate. Nailed it. Just <laughs> nailed our friendship right there. <laughs> it works out in the end. It's fine. Um. Yeah. Anything else about this movie? That's Kate Leopold. Well, yeah, a little bit. Oh, the costumes. Oh, yeah. The I costumes hadn't picked are great. up on that until you mentioned it. So. Or maybe I just forgot. Because I pay attention to things so like... long since I've seen it. I pay. A lot of attention to things like costume and hair and things. Yeah. Obviously. Yeah. In, in, in everyday life. And also in movies. And throughout this entire movie, A, he, all of them, uh, the men sort of have haircuts that can like transition in between time periods really easily. Mm-hmm. And Kate, her haircut cannot transition. <laughs> It is stuck out of, in the 90s. Oh, my lord. It is straight, like, 99 to 2002. Like, weird, shabby. Choppy. Yeah. It was like, it could, It was a bob once, and then it just got chopped to bits. Or it's like, I was growing out my pixie cut, and I'm addicted to my flat iron. Like, it's so bad. Yeah. And they always part her hair in a weird spot. I don't know. Meg Ryan's hair always gets parted in like weird places and hangs in her eyeballs. And like, there's like one hair, like one, it's like it had like a zigzag part. Oh, I'm sure it did. And it was so disgusting to look at. I couldn't do it. How did we survive the early 2000s? How did we do zigzag parts? I, I, I say that, but I do it all the time when I'm doing hair because it makes a really uh, great pattern for balayage. Anyways. Yeah, but you don't leave it. <laughs> no, zigzag. I don't be like, here's your zigzag part, lady. <laughs> But that's what you wanted. Um, Good luck parting it just like that ever again. <laughs> right. But all of her outfits are very structured and high collared. Oh, she also like never shows cleavage in this movie. No. Like she's a woman who fell in love who didn't have to show her boobs or legs ever. Yeah, I don't like, know. Like she's covered up Maybe the whole movie. Maybe in that... <laughs> In the uh, last dress. The black dress in the... I don't oh. know how long that dress was, the one she wore to oh. the rooftop. It wasn't anything, like, It wasn't shocking. Crazy. She put on a little black dress. It was a nice dress. black dress, yeah. Yeah, it was just, like, a little lacy and, like, whatever. But, like, she just looked... Like, she was just a... She was just dressed modestly, I guess, and, like, and that was cool was, to like, see. She was, business casual all the time. Yeah. She was in, like, a cool... I mean, she looked, like, half the time, like, she was going to go to, like, a writing class, which was kind of cool. <laughs> but it was all, like, high-collared, very um, Victorian-ish, like, inspired kind of garb. Yeah. And so it was... And I knew Jackets this, and... Yes. Jackets, blouses, like, pants. She was in, like, chunky heels. Um, but like everything seemed, everything that she wore seemed practical and appropriate for the activity she was doing. Mm -hmm. And her hair was always in her face for whatever reason. And like all these, like it was so, and I knew this in middle school. I remember being like, wow, these are all really high collared things. And this looks like the kinds of clothing, like a modern twist of the kind of clothing Mm -hmm. from Leopold's time, which was interesting. 
And so, like, even at the end, like, the dress she wears at the end, it's got a little bit of, it's corseted, and it has a little bit of, like, ruffle around it. Mm -hmm. So when she gets there, she obviously doesn't totally fit in, but she's not, like, it's not like totally she's wearing a typically typical 90s like no. gown. No, it is so she's like not the in, way like that, slinky spaghetti no. straps or something. No, the way they designed these costumes are so perfect and interesting that like, oh, she kind of can like I there's something about her that reminds him of his own time. Mm-hmm. And she also fits where she is and she can like costume-wise like slip into uh her, you know, just like slip into another time period which is really interesting she was like a cool progressive victorian woman (laughs) (laughs) uh which i thought was great that was one thing that i picked up on was that like oh her clothing look at it look at it all yeah all of it there's not a single single thing she put on that i was like oh no yeah i feel scared except maybe those tiny sunglasses which are weirdly coming back in and i don't get it they look like you're in the Matrix. Mm. I don't think we need to draw any more attention to the fact that we're in the Matrix. Like, let's not. <laughs> if we draw attention to it, then we'll wake up from the dream, and we don't need that. Nope. <laughs> <The end. laughs> Remember your training, Wesley. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> I love this movie. Yeah, it was, I do. It was great. I was so happy to like watch it again. It had been so, so, so long. Yeah. I probably haven't seen it since 2003. Yeah, pro- honestly. Either, probably. Like, it's been so long. But I loved it. Time travel romances. Yeah. The end. It's a thing. Yeah. This feels like a good little chill episode. Yeah. Anything else you have about it that's like standing out or sitting down? Or no, little, I think or... we covered all of it. So. How many Tatums do you give this oh, movie? Oh, gosh. I forgot about him. Oh, let me just say, we were listening to, like, 90s R&B in the car ride home last night from Mom's Night Out. Yeah. We were all in a minivan, by the way. We, like, of course. packed six women into a minivan. And we were listening to 90s R&B, and then uh, Pony by Genuine came on. <laughs> and I was like, all I can think about is Channing Tatum. And then <laughs> one girl in the car goes... Oh, they're getting divorced. Did you hear that? And then starts grinding to the song immediately. And we were just like, wow, you seem really sad. You just seem super broken up about it. She's like, I just, you can't listen to this song and not grind on something. It's not possible. you can. Well, you can, Wesley. The rest of us cannot. We cannot contain ourselves. You you are a container for yourself. That's the quote for this week, guys. Um, so Channing Tatum's, I'm going to give it, I'm going to give it a good five Tatum's. Yeah. Yeah. Like a solid five. I would watch it again, maybe in like 10 years. <laughs> I don't think that I want to watch it again and again and again, because then I'm going to start like seeing way too many things. And yeah. Like... You'll start noticing all the like inconsistencies yeah. or whatever. Um. All the many plot holes. <laughs> like how he can pay for anything and. Yeah, like what? Ugh, don't don't even worry about it. Yeah. Don't worry about it, y'all. It's not a big deal. How he gets around the city so easily, all of that. Anyway, um, I think I'm gonna give it seven. Nice. Yeah, it's a good. I would watch it again, definitely. So an average of six datums for this movie. Yeah. Yeah. It's nice. a good, like cozy. 
Yeah. Like you can it watch does. it it's with like your a mom. Cozy mood. Kind yes. of rom-com. You can watch it with your mom and not or be like Or my dad in my case. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I could yeah. I could probably do that. Well, like it's, also, it's safe to watch with parents, which is nice. Yes, and it's safe to watch with like kids. Or like a twelve year old girl. Yeah. And it's you not gonna be like be everyone's weird. clothes. You're not gonna be like, so now we have to have a talk about sex. <laughs> it's like, no, we don't. We can have a talk about like cuddling and saying no boundaries to people. Boundaries at the office. <laughs> yeah, boundaries at the office. And also like look like you find you if you are ever in a conversation with a we'll say man, but really person, and you have made it very clear you are done with the conversation at this time and that you need for them to exit the space that you own and they don't leave, you may not need to be in that relationship at all. Whatever that relationship is, yeah. that may require some different kind of... Uh, you may need to just exit the relationship instead of exiting the room. <laughs> so it's one of those things that I'm like, I would love to be able to point out to a teenage girl, like, see? He left... He respected her no, he understands that she needs space, and he did what he needed to do in order for her to feel safe and comfortable, because her being safe and comfortable and, like, establishing trust with her Mm -hmm. is more important than him being right about anything. That is huge. Mm -hmm. That's how I feel about Hugh Jackman in this movie. (laughs) It's a good movie. Are we done? Is that it? Is that the end? Yeah, I think we're good. Well, thanks for listening, everybody. Thanks for hanging out on this nice little slumber party episode of Viewing Party. Yeah. If you you want to check out some show notes, I'm sure we'll link to some funky little things, like this Oklahoma video I'm about to show you. Oh, (laughs) yes. You can uh, check us out on Mm viewingpartypod.com. We'll have lots of fun extras there for you. You can also follow us on Twitter and Instagram at viewingpartypod. we are also available on iTunes and Stitcher and, and Blueberry and Google Play. Google Play. Check us out. Wait, are yeah. we on Stitcher? Or is it yes. Spotify? Okay. It's whatever. It's Insta- the It's on the website. You'll find it. We're all there. Ow. You can also just listen on our website. You can just do everything from the website. Yeah. Go to, go ahead and do whatever you gotta do just though. Go on the website. Um, you could check out my other podcast, Columbus Cares, with Katie and Travis. Ken- Kendall. <laughs> I was like, my last name isn't Kendall. Don't worry about it. <laughs> um, it's KT and TK. Nice. <laughs> uh, we share the stories of Columbus nonprofits. We were featured at the Columbus Podcast Festival 2018. Um, yeah. Yeah, those are kind of the big things. You can check out the Lady Pod Squad online. It is a group of podcasters who are women who are awesome and deserve some shout outs. Mm-hmm. So you can look up any of us using the hashtag Lady Pod Squad. Find yourself some new pod squatters. Squatty potties? No. And, well, <laughs> also get a squatty potty. They're fabulous. Uh, anything else we need to plug and talk about? You got anything cool coming up? Uh, we have one more in our time travel romance series. Marathon May. So that'll be coming up next week. Does that one have Keanu Reeves in it? No. Oh, that okay. one has... I don't remember. <laughs> Christopher Reeve in it. Oh, that's why I... Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, check, check us out, and we'll check you out, and... Yeah, that's it. Could buy us dinner. Bye! <laughs> This is, I'm Katie. <laughs> I'm Wesley. That's Daisy and Bubbles. And this has been 
viewing party. party. <laughs> I'm sorry that I just offered you out for dinner. <laughs> like, you're not meat, Wesley. It's okay. Let's, so, here's Oklahoma, live on Broadway in 1999.